1: So let me get this straight. I'm going to go side mic the whole show today. I'm going to do this one. You're going
2: to go full on? You're going to go side?
0: I've been committed to the side for a while. I'm the side piece to my microphone. And you
1: got in shit this morning? Yeah. Where? At the radio station? Yeah,
2: Cruz. I was doing the radio. They're like, you're not on mic. You should be able to hear it. Were you like, Like, of course I am? Yeah. Well, I thought I was. Yeah, I could hear myself in my headphones. Yukon yeah. would have been proud. We didn't get headphones.
1: No. Didn't, don't tell Yukon. No. He texted me a I can just put my hands over my ears and have headphones. He texted me. If he was prophetic and was like, do you have headphones? I can't respond. <laughs> I just have to like, be like, oh, man, sorry. I'm busy. <laughs> I busy."
0: I think you, the uh, the sound, the battle of sound that we will have is going to be forever.
1: Yeah. Well, no. No. no, no. Why not? Why? You don't want people listening to poor audio all the time. You
2: know what those guys' shtick is? Sounded terrible. Yeah, sounded terrible.
1: terrible. Literally sounded <laughs> terrible. I was so nervous last week when you guys here. I couldn't even get a fucking thought out of it.
2: Man, he can tell a story.
1: Oh, God, and he's animated. It's great. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Ghost.
1: Ghost, You go Go, go Real Life Podcast, slow open. That's how we're doing it. It's hot in here.
0: Just walking on into the opening. Walking no big deal. deal. Nope,
1: we're just doing it all organically, like organic food. That's... We've got Jay Downton, we've got bag milk, Nation Dan's in the corner wearing his Golden Knights hat looking smug as the only real Golden Knights fan in Alberta. And your boy, Wanye, brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries, our good friends. We've got a lot to talk about this week. There is a lot of very strange openers on my list of things to talk about. And the first one could not be stranger. You cannot make this shit up. It's the best. Egg milk. Talk about it.
2: Well, today I was cruising for topics for the show, as I do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I found a delicious little story. Delicious, probably not the right word for it. About uh, Columbus Blue Jackets prospect Carson Meyer. Carson Meyer, what year was he drafted? Do we know? Uh, I can look that up shortly. Oh, the the Inter- Oscar Meyer fortune? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's driving <laughs> this around would the make big car now. We
0: know where the, where the
2: origin of this yeah. comes from
1: now. So Carson Meyer, Blue Jackets prospect.
2: He was having issues. Couldn't gain weight. Couldn't maintain weight. Right. Was constantly feeling ill. Was falling asleep during meetings. Falling asleep during practice. On the ice. Yeah, people thought he was just... They thought there was something seriously wrong with him. They checked him for mono. Did not have mono. The kissing disease. Exactly. He thought, hey, I've been kissing. Yeah.
1: So my career
2: goodbye. (laughs) Quote from Meyer himself. I was going to the bathroom just like normal, and it came out. It was a 25-inch tapeworm. The head, the neck, and all of the segments, about 50 of them. It was orange. And Mare almost fainted. I FaceTimed my mom immediately and said, what the hell is this thing? So there's my first stop.
1: Here, mom, look at my poo. Exactly. <laughs> right now, Steve Jobs is like, that is not why we invented FaceTime. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. You just had to FaceTime. Like, your first... I'd be calling
1: the Mayo Clinic and asking to speak yes. to the smartest doctor on residence. Yes.
2: If you see a 25-inch tapeworm in your toilet.
1: So what is a 20? 20... Like, I don't want to look. Let's not Google this.
2: Oh, I was tempted. what
1: does a tapeworm look like? Does it have, like, a snake's head and, like, a tongue? Does it have, like, scales?
2: Apparently, he was orange in color and kind of ribbed. Oh, god. Like an earthworm.
1: Oh.
0: Ribbed for his pleasure.
1: Oh. So you had a 20... How do you get a 25-inch tapeworm... What country is he from?
2: He's from the U.S. What? Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's an American-born Carson Mayer. How do you get a tapeworm
1: living in the continental United States in 2017? The Columbus River is polluted.
2: Who knows where he's eating though? You know what I mean? Like, well, maybe if he lived in like,
1: Flint, it would have, the iron would have killed him and all the lead. <laughs> I mean, I
2: mean, I wouldn't be happening to in Flint. That's disgusting. Back to Mayor. I was trying to be calm. Uh, it showed me everything. And I remember saying, I have to get to the trainer. Or no, this was his mom saying, he showed it to me. And I remember telling him, you have to get that to the trainer and figure it out so they can get you fixed. And in that moment, he fished her out. What wow. do you
1: put your 25-inch tapeworm in?
2: Yeah, do you put it in a Tupperware? Like, you can't use that again. No, yeah, no, 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 no.
1: You do not save that Tupperware. That is a one and done if yeah. you put your tapeworm Shut in a Tupperware. That. Do is you it put a... it in a bag? Does it still lie? Do you have to
2: keep it on ice?
1: Does it still live when it comes out of
2: your uh, lower tract? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, God. The know. lessons to be learned from this are numerous. Number one, do not get drafted by Columbus because they don't nope. know what the hell they're doing. Nope.
2: They think you have mono, but really you got tapeworms. Huh.
1: If this was an oiler, we would never have found out because they never would have disclosed the injury. And this should be a lesson to all of us. You never disclose injuries because most NHL players are facing some sort of tapeworm crisis. It's disgusting to hear about.
2: And second lesson, he's got a great mom. She's an angel. Yeah. I don't know what my mom would say if I FaceTimed her my own shit. She wouldn't be happy about it, though, I I can tell you. She away.
1: Now, let's talk about the trainer. So you're like, oh, hey, what's up, Carson. Didn't see you in the PP this year much. Um, hi trainer in the off season. I've got a little something to show you. Namely predator flew out of my lower intestine. Yeah, I morning. brought
2: come bearing gifts. Oh where is that tapeworm now? Where did it sit on the car ride over? Did,
1: <laughs> did you buckle it in? Do you put did it you on the floor? In?
2: I put it on the floor, I think. I don't want to see it. Out of sight oh, out of all. Maybe the in the trunk. trunk. Yeah. And yeah. uh, he
1: fainted or he almost fainted.
2: No, he thought he was gonna faint, yeah. I would have fainted. I would down I would I would have thrown up
1: that's heavy duty oh have you ever had something- it was heavy duty ah, yes, ah thank you have you ever had something disgusting happen with your own body and you're like i wish i weren't here right now to witness this
2: not really i mean i've been pretty fortunate with my health and luck i've had broken ribs from hockey but i didn't see it i can pull my own shoulder out of its socket that's gross
1: wow. disgusting
2: but nothing really weird like a 25 inch tapeworm not God. even close not oh. even in the ballpark
1: I cut my hand once. I was at a banquet, and I was mildly intoxicated. And I was sawing on a, with a steak knife on a bun, and the guy next to me jostled me. And I cut my finger, and I was in Winnipeg. And fortunately, the kid I was with, his dad was a doctor, and I got to have some special health treatment. <laughs> but I wrapped my hand with a napkin, like as tight as I could, a cloth napkin, because it was bleeding pretty good. And when I got to the hospital and they took it off, the blood started squirting everywhere. And I was like, I wish this wasn't me witnessing my own. Everything's flying everywhere. That's what the grossest thing of myself. I've witnessed. Well, when your nose got fucked up. Yeah. That was gross. the, The
0: embarrassing reason why I wear a full cage now when I play hockey and I'm not even happy to, I'm not even happy that I wear one, but I told myself if I ever had a, an injury, a scary one, I would put the bird cage on. And yeah, I had someone didn't, well, whatever. Someone turned around with their stick and like whipped it around and hit me right on the bridge of the nose, breaking my nose and then taking all the skin and pushing it up to like my forehead. And all you could see was like my nasal cavity wow. and the cartilage. Yeah, I had a friend who's the, the the sight of blood makes him faint. So I don't know why the hell he was like, like he's like, oh my God, oh my God. He's like, I'm like, let me see, let me see. And I show him and he's like, holy fuck. And I'm like, that's not helping me. No. Like, I'm just gushing blood and put a you know towel over my face and whatnot and the rink guy was so nice and like helped me out and i got driven to the hospital i and, remember uh, going
1: to the hospital and seeing sean shout out to sean lived with us also japa good sponsor of the podcast and he he came outside of the room and was like man like it's a shame that jay never found a chick because he's fucked for life face-wise now i'm like what gross uh, and, like, the bridge of your nose skin was, like, up at your forehead. Yeah. You had, like, skeleton nose. Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. I was breathing really good. I was getting good nose breaths at the time because I had just a massive hole and did in my you, face. You, did
1: you look at yourself?
0: Yeah, I had to. I had yeah. to. I had to see what was making my buddy want to faint. And, uh, yeah, just exactly the two, like, holes in your, in your skull or in your nose cavity there that you see. And you're just like, holy shit. That is wild. And uh, I've got to... Uh, I've got to uh, shout out uh, the, uh, the nurse or the doctor. <laughs> shout out the nurse years The later. name of, of which I do not recall. Uh, Dr. Feelgood. At uh, the Misericordia. Uh, and just like stitch it up like together as if like it never happened. Like when I do like the nose, like when I crumble my nose like this, like when I'm trying to know the hell fucking face this is. But you see the line that goes across?
1: Disgust?
2: Yeah,
0: that's are that registering. Disgusting? That's a scar. I've got a bump and a scar, but yeah, I thought I thought honestly thought I was losing my nose.
2: Similar story, I saw my cousin get hit from behind when we were playing junior B together, and his visor came down and almost chopped the tip of his nose. Oh. Off. So the tip of his nose was like the middle part from the nostrils was like it was hanging by that. Oh. And it was also just blood everywhere although he has a much larger scar than you do now that i'm looking at you
0: oh you God. can't
1: even tell there's a scar no I I, a I, I, oh, I
0: I treated the shit out of it i was like putting a scar cream and shit i was putting like vitamin e and yeah, like yeah. scar repair stuff on it like crazy because I, I i knew it could have been nasty but you want to speak about like hilarious nose injuries remember that um it's that video of a guy like holding like a a, uh, a watermelon in front of his face and his guy, his buddy's gonna chop it with like a samurai sword. What? And oh, he can set up no, properly no. and he catches the guy in the nose no. and you just see his nose like fold over his face really briefly and then kind of folds back. No. Oh, that was the sickest thing. I'm sure some people have seen it.
2: The internet's got weird shit on it, man. Oh. It gi- it's given everybody a platform to try dumb stuff.
1: When you get injured doing anything there's always like that brief moment afterwards where you're like well i'm guessing i'm going to measure
2: my life in before and <laughs> after this happens, right
1: if i was on instagram at the time i would have maybe have posted it
2: oh that's getting pulled down for sure yeah. you can't have your face pulled back on instagram i'll
1: never forget i wish he'd, I, he he did well with chicks when he had the chance because he is fucked now or whatever he said so well, none of that is as disgusting as pulling a 25-inch <laughs> tapeworm out of your own excrement well, there's layers while FaceTiming it. mama.
2: Yeah, I mean, first the tapeworm itself is gross. Looking down is gross. Ugh. FaceTiming mum is awful. And then having to fish her out to bring it to a friend and show him what it's all about is like... The thankless incredible. job
1: of being a Columbus Blue Jackets trainer in the offseason? This has to be a low point.
2: This guy doesn't even get his name in the article either. He's really? one of the heroes. He's the hero. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't know what you do to fix tapeworms, but...
1: Very rarely can a man bring life into this world, you know? (laughs) Ladies, you take this for granted. (laughs) Nobody sends a card to you and Worm Boy afterwards. No one brings you balloons. No No one brings him a
2: gift. There's no bris. Sorry you got worms. The next series of Hallmark cards. You got worms. Well, gross. Shout out to you, Carson Mayer. Yeah, second
1: yeah. to none, Carson. You will live forever in our hearts and lower intestines.
2: And earthworm Jim that fell out of you. Oh, do, you cool. their, do you name the Do You have to if it's 25 inches. Now you have
1: he, to. He, like, he doesn't
0: roll solo. Like, he's got a tribe in there, doesn't he? You would think, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, friends? Yeah, they're, they're, they're a pack mentality, though. Oh. Unless it's the
2: big fish, small pond kind of scenario where he just attacks the other worms, and that's how he grew to be 25 By inches. feasting on the dead
1: enemies. Yeah. That's right.
2: That's right. Oh.
1: Well. Worm Talk God damn if that, isn't, if that doesn't beat the band I don't know what does Second thing We need to talk about this week Which is remarkable You were listening to Spitting Chicklets Which I'm not even mad about Because somebody needs to Listen to podcasts To understand what the rest Of the world is talking about I
0: gotta learn how to do this thing so And I am very
1: busy Watching Hunting Hitler Which we won't even get into today But it's a lot And they're on Spitting Chicklets And they talk about The Putin card
0: Yeah Biz was talking about Uh Uh a story that he, like, he can't name who, but, uh, apparently, and there's also, uh, he's got like, a confirmed source on it, but like high profile Russian NHLers have like this secret. I don't know if you want to call it secret, but like secret credit card that Putin gives to him that just allows those boys to go and rack it up whenever they want to go have a big night on the, on the, on the gas. And, uh, the bill just goes gets charged to the Russian game and you never see it. And uh, it just I wonder just where like the what the cutoff is.
2: There isn't I mean? one, there isn't one. It's no, like the cutoff on who gets one. Oh, like you yeah, know, Ovi's got one, Malkin's got one, yeah. But, like, so
0: he's convinced Ovi and Malkin have one. Uh, well, it well, and he's believed like the, the, the rumors that got confirmed, c- the states that they do, but yeah, who else would like Panarin maybe?
2: Is yeah, he like, big enough? I love Yak, but he's not getting one. You
0: would think like Fedorov would have had one in his day. Well, maybe they still do, right? Maybe
1: this is part legacy. Like this is Putin's finest, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think big name. Like what are the big big name Russians outside of those two? Like how Putin likes to roll because it was the summer of 2014 when I was in the Putin era, and all I did was read Putin books. He likes to make you indebted to him. Oh yeah, that's a very KGB thing to do, right? So like, if you have a Putin card, and like say, I remember the all-time record we paid for booze scores in New York. Right? It's like 72 bucks for two coronas and two shots. So you go into scores and you're malkin' and you rack up the bill and you're looking at your own credit card to pay or you're looking at the Putin card to pay. Yeah. Like, do you go and put it on the Putin card or are you like, I went to Applebee's last night and had the sampler platter. I'm going to send that to the Kremlin. No, I think it's
0: to ball Russian style. Like, I think that's totally what it's for. And actually, now when you think about it, there is uh, a few years ago, there was a photo. Of Markov and I think Ovechkin, and they're out at like some strip club in Montreal, and their bill was like 90 grand. Mm. Oh, that you know where that's card.
1: being charged Putin card. Interesting. So then at the end of your career, when you're thinking about where to live, your uncle Vlad calls for you, uh. and you go out to the Black Sea to his billion dollar house, which exists. P.S. I've seen overhead photos, and he looks through your bill with you, and he goes, Oh, I'm going to spare you the Russian accent. So you had a good time in Montreal there, Andre. Would you like to accept your appointment to the Ministry of Sport or would you like me to send this to Mrs. Markov? Uh, That's how they do their biz, man. That's how these KGB guys roll. There was a story when Putin was taking over and he had all the oligarchs. He called them into a meeting and they were running the country and running everyone's show. And he singled one guy out in front of everybody and told him where to go and how to get there for corruption and shit. And then raised $100 million U.S. from that table, basically on the fly for a children's hospital and then kept the money. And it was to show the oligarchs who here is calling the shots, right? So it's all fun and dandy having your uh, Putin card when you're out in the town in New York, but at the end of the day, that money is going to come from somewhere. It's going to be your soul.
0: Yeah, and if you're a teammate of one of these guys who's carrying the card, put all the pressure on to cover the bill because you know
1: it's being charged to the game.
2: And if you have a card, I say you go out in glory. Oh. cuz I'm not paying Putin back.
1: Well the other the other way to look at this might be though that he's <laughs> only hitting people up who are already done their part. Like Ovi putting that hilarious photo of himself voting for Putin and he's like in the Westin in his hotel room and he's putting a ballot into an empty fi- like glass case like uh-huh. That's probably how you get the Putin card. Maybe yeah, maybe there is no legit. nothing on the other end. Maybe it's like Buray Feder. And that's why it's only it's like the
0: big it's yeah. the big names because they actually help Putin. Yeah. So maybe that's why it's like that, and it's not uh, the nail Yakupovs of the world.
1: What's that, Vlad? You want a hundred million for your children's hospital? That can't go poorly. <laughs> Here you are. Yeah. That's a nice watch. Where'd that come from? Let's Trying take you- a break. Come back. Dan told me I got to be real strict this week. I got to shut this shit down. Go to break. But he also told me that the first break is an organic break. I'm supposed to talk about sumo jerky. Bag milk. Did you get your email that your sumo jerky is on its way? Because it is. I don't get the email. I get the email.
2: Uh, you know what I get? I just get the, it's even better for me. I don't know what's coming. Ah. All of a sudden, there's jer- jerky here. Much like my good friend Putin, I have hooked people
1: up with sumo jerky subscriptions. Lawyers, content providers, the boys upstairs. So I get like eight or nine emails that they're all on their way. And that's funny because they're all being sent. Some are being sent to the States and whatnot. It takes a while. But deliciousness is right around the corner, my friend. I'm looking let- forward to it. And like Again. Putin, are you going to cash those in for favors down the road? Do we think anything's free in this world? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> that's right. But that's what the whole service is. Every month, you get three delicious types of beef jerky that we've sourced. This month, I was looking at the list. looks unbelievable. Delicious. See, I don't
2: even want to know. That's part of the pleasure is when oh. I open the package and I see the weird kinds that are coming in. Love
1: the surprise. I get an email from the lady who works for us down in Ohio. About two weeks before, the jerky goes out and she says, Hey, boys, this
2: is what we're looking at this month. Mmm. Some months. Is there a jerky lobby that's kind of reaching out to Sumo Jerky be like, we should be on this list? And here's there why. is.
1: On, on social media, people will hit me up at Sumo Jerky on the Instas. And they'll be like, hey, we want to DM you some samples. I'm like, Puh, you think it works like that, Jack? You got to go through the supply chain. You got to <laughs> talk to Renee. <laughs> yeah, Jack. Yeah. Get out of here, jerk. But yeah, SumoJerky.com. Proud sponsor of the show. Also owned by Wanye Enterprises, Inc. Limited, whatever it is. Jerky through
2: the mail is the dream.
1: It is, man. You don't have to think about anything. It just arrives. It arrives at Wanya Manor. We've eaten it within hours. Oh, doesn't stand a chance. Doesn't stand a chance. Nobody does. Well, what else do we want to talk about, boys? We talked, and by the way, Yukon told me, you know what's good about you is you never say what else we want to talk about. And now, today, my transitions have been very choppy, like that guy in Columbus chopping out a big old intestinal parasite. But. I've got a note here that the GM of the Leafs by my math is 10 years old.
2: It's it's really weird. It's really weird. Kyle Dubas and I are born the same year. And at 32 years old, he was named GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. At 32 years old, I was eating 38 cans of beets because the team I loved sucked real bad.
1: But globally your colleagues.
2: <laughs> I guess
1: yeah. <laughs> if you went to Bangalore, India with What's his name? Kyle?
2: Kyle Dubas.
1: Whatever. Shut up, Kyle, you loser. If you went to India with him and you said, we're both in the hockey industry, people in India that you both are. See, I like this. Yeah. You just got to take a step
2: back. Doobie, we're going to India. (laughs) That's
1: right. So hockey, sport in general, is an old boys club. Hockey is no different. The Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won a cup since wheels were still square. What kind of old man (laughs) club are they rocking there? That this punk kid can walk in. I heard Shanahan say, I sat down with him. I thought I was going to go for an hour. We talked for eight and a half hours. What did he talk about for eight what hours? What does he know? Like, hey, have you ever noticed people do crossovers to the left and the right, Brendan Shanahan? Did you ever notice the players are now skating in reverse? We should capitalize on these new trends.
2: Although maybe Shanahan was just impressed by a young guy with new info. As an example, I could explain Instagram to my dad... For eight hours and he would still be lost
0: oh that'd be such a circular conversation
2: oh but i i still feel like this is where it went and he's like "Well, tell me about it again you count the shot attempts kyle and he's like yes we count the shot attempts from every player on the ice he's like every player on the ice absolutely everyone every time i've got a check mark up and i'm just doing little checks for every guy on the ice
1: but i can't see like lou lamarillo who has been running a secure fax and phone line for 40 odd years I don't understand how he gets pushed aside by somebody very youthful.
0: Lou's old school though; like he 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 ruled with an iron fist, and I think the culture with players has changed. So I don't think they're as receptive
1: to that. So it's Shanahan that's this forward thinking.
0: Could be, and he's drinking the Kool Aid that Kyle's uh, serving him. Like I think what's Kyle's jam? It's uh, let's it's like really because they're gonna have two ECHL teams under their banner, like. He really puts the investment in the long game on prospect development. And this is the th- Take kind of note, the, Chirelli. This is the theory he's pitching, so...
2: There is a Kyle Dubas-Oilers connection as well. He was uh Daryl's GM in the Sioux. Oh, Daryl's? Oh, yeah, Daryl Nurse.
0: Daryl Nurse. Ah, of course. Darnell's um, cousin. Of course.
2: course. No, Darnell is a nice young man that goes to dinner with his grandparents. Daryl will knock your fucking skull open. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. 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 When I hear Daryl, I think Kate's. Mm. I thought, Kate's on the Sioux City Grand. <laughs> I probably tried. This guy's into some shit. Well, it strikes me that that is a very progressive move by an organization that's seemingly locked forever in the 50-mission cap era of hockey. And it's impressive, regardless of outcome, that they can look that outside the box. Because if you think the oil are run by an old boys club, the Maple Leafs are run by an old boys club. And they don't have an owner that can sit in his most expensive house in LA and call shots. They have... The Ontario Teachers Pension Board is their owner, so that's even more bureaucracy for that bureaucratic, locked and stone and seized-up organization to name a 31-year-old in charge. It's reminiscent
2: of a Putin type. I think Putin. it's more of a trend, though, because what's his name in uh, Arizona Shaka did? But he's sucking knob. Well, Maybe not
1: no... literally, of course. Is that can't say that in Toronto.
2: <laughs> well, there's no, uh, there's no guarantee that the uh, Leafs won't also. Not suck. Not. But I don't
1: look to Arizona and go, oh, wow, that young guy's doing such a great job. Look at how awesome. Look at how happy the goats are eating the field next to the arena.
2: <laughs> they might be, though. The goats are the happiest people around. Right. Uh,
1: so it's not like you really have much precedent. Yes, someone's been hired at a very youthful age to run a GM or to GM a team, but I don't think anyone's really. Killed it. It's goddamn Moneyball. That's what it is. Well, apparently, well, there is the, there's the, what, Theo
0: Epstein in baseball? Yeah. Like, he, but he delivered. He He's delivered. So, exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know what policy or angles he implemented, but, you know, I think it's an interesting move because the guy has a different approach, I guess, and a more thorough approach to prospect development. And that's how maybe you don't let a um, crazy Bill Carlson leave your team, Columbus, where you could have got tapeworms and instead go to Vegas and score 41 goals.
2: Maybe that's what was holding William Carlson back this whole time, is tapeworms.
1: Well, I'm starting to think maybe Columbus has a new metric and a new stat for player development. And right. It's called tapeworm development, right? Yeah. 25 would be the number next to that guy. 25. <laughs> I think that it's interesting when they're talking about Kyle there uh, being... Nit- I'm going to call him Kyle, too, because he's young, and I'm not going to call somebody younger than me Mr. whatever the hell. Mr. Dubis. No! Kyle. Kyle gets named. They're talking about him on TSN. They're like, well, he could be conce- conceivably doing this job for the next 40 years. Huh? 40 years in Toronto? Do you know how many people call for the GM's head after a bad penalty kill in Edmonton? Multiply by by 100 for Toronto.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's just like... I remember, how many years are we into the McClellan regime here? Three? Yeah. It was the same thing with, you know, Babcock went to Toronto. Yeah. Leafs lost in the playoffs again this year. Now Twitter, Toronto Twitter, are after Babcock's head. Especially when news came out that he may have a rift with Austin Matthews. They went and sorted out, blah, 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 blah. But 40 years at Leafs GM. Give me a break. He's got five or less. But maybe what this
1: speaks to is like conceptually the blueprint for how to run a sports franchise is changing. Yes. Maybe you need to have a Brendan Shanahan who comes in who's like, I'm effectively a benign dictator here. Like, I'm nice, benevolent, or not benign, benevolent dictator here. I'm going to be here forever because we need that continuity year to year. I'm going to fire and f- hire the GM and coaches I see fit, and the new me is the GM. Like, maybe the problem with the Oilers isn't necessarily the old boys club conceptually. Maybe you need that type of long-term stability. It's just the people that we've selected.
0: I yeah I I I I'm I'm one who believes that uh, Shanahan's cerebral. He's just one of the smart guys mm-hmm. of the game. So I for him to make that call, like and he had Uncle Lou sitting over his shoulder there, and obviously did not see like, like the old school way, and that was like the the way that uh, Shanahan came up in the game mm-hmm. was the old school way, and obviously he's been convinced now that it's different now, and uh, you know him. He's cerebral. He's like I said, Shannon cerebral guy. Now, granted, Eiserman I think is just the GM of Tampa Bay. Yeah, but uh, you know, he's a cerebral guy who played the game and like implementing things and, and uh, you know built is able to build a team. So like these smart guys who played, I think can make the right calls. So I'm interested to see. I, I bet you. I bet you this is probably gonna pay dividends. But the thing with I think with which this guy's bringing into Colin the house. But Kyle?
1: <laughs> what a
0: chump! Kyle boy uh, is, is is bringing is just he's he's bringing the long game. So at least the Leafs are good right now. If they were if they were dead last, he would last half a season. Mm-hmm.
2: I like calling him Boy Kyle. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, Boy Child Kyle.
0: Child
1: Kyle. Yeah, yeah,
2: Boy Kyle leading the Leafs to another mediocre finish. That's coming right. in a season near you.
1: I think Moneyball casting Brad Pitt very sexually. Did a disservice to sport around the world for the next thirty years. But this guy isn't—he's—he's—he's he's, he's a bit of Moneyball. I'm not—I'm trying to defend Kyle. Well, hold on, the hold hell on. Where's the Maple Leafs? <laughs> I like Jesus. Kyle.
0: But um, yeah, he's not. I don't think he's fully. I—he's I, fully. He is a stats guy, right? Like he's an analytics yep. guy. Yeah. So he's applying that uh, measure to it, but I think like I think he's got a plan. So I'm I'm actually kind of interested to well, see. Well, they always
1: have a plan. Well,
0: coming from a team who I support and love,
1: chop wood, carry water was a plan where oh
0: he's he, he's signing him he's, he's signing a big renewal for his AHL team. Fresh but, deal, uh, fresh deal, yeah. But to stay in the A, but. How many players
1: have you managed or coached that have an intestinal parasite? Is the answer zero? Yeah. Because that's the new game now. That's yep. right. You have to be able to manage through that shit. But I think owners of teams are sitting on their yachts in the offseason all around the world. They're flying around in their gold 747s, and they go look at the in-flight entertainment system. They go, ooh, sports. I own a sports team. What should I want? Ooh, Moneyball. Brad Pitt. That's a sexy option. And they watch it, and they see the scene where the Red Sox try and recruit them. Remember that scene? Mm -hmm. And he's like up by the green monster, and they slide the piece of paper across to him that says $100 quadrillion, whatever it does. And he goes, no. Then he goes back to Minnesota, Minneapolis, Oakland. Oakland, Oakland, yeah. One of them crappy teams that never wins because they've got their heads up their asses. I think a lot of owners look at that, and they're like, you know what? These guys went off board. Sports is a zero-sum game. Business isn't. If I'm going to take a win from your team, I'm actually going to take a win from your team. Whereas in business, you can just keep creating and making money and go over here and do this. And I bet you that the smart guys that own teams are like, got to go with the kids, got to go with the computers, got to go with the data. But a lot of times it really leads, look at Florida. Florida sucked in half the nation (laughs) network to run their bloody organization.
0: (laughs) They were run by an algorithm for a full season, I believe. Well, don't joke around. If you think conceptually about machine learning to run a sports team, it could do it. Yeah, but machine learning, I don't think, can measure character and leadership. It's just, it's just ones and zeros. Uh,
1: well, the it doesn't necessarily going to measure that, but what it can do is suck in all data since the beginning of mm-hmm. time and look for patterns. Yeah, I was yeah, getting... yeah
0: and, 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 and that's where advanced analytics is going.
1: But it's still run by humans.
0: Yeah, still run by humans.
1: If you've got AI
0: coming in, no. they may... Well, it's just going to reduce the amount of work the human
1: has to do. They're
0: going to achieve the same results yeah. in terms of the numbers they create
1: and then Kyle just has to turn on his app on his phone is and running it's running the, the app lease lease and says yeah. Yeah, play and what and to then then... do well but but machine learning could do that machine learning could take a look at all of your drafts mm-hmm. like machine learning could really revolutionize the draft as long as you're feeding it enough data to make the conclusions right so there are some untrackable things but yeah. like for example and we're gonna talk about machine learning here apparently remember when deep blue <laughs> went on jeopardy mm-hmm So Ken Jennings is on Jeopardy and they bring in this program called Deep Blue, which IBM had been working on. And what it did was you could make an argument like, oh, a computer could never win at Jeopardy because it doesn't understand questions that are also puns or a machine couldn't beat beat Jeopardy because it doesn't necessarily have like human context to learn about things. But all it would do basically is, you know, this 1992 movie featured a man on a bench talking about life is like a box of chocolates. They just break it into a bunch of Google searches, throw it out like a thousand searches and bring it back and then make conclusions based on statistics, right? Which is a very rudimentary way of explaining it. You could, as long as you're giving machine learning really, really, really good full sets of data, it might find a guy in Sweden who's got a shot on ice attempt Fenwick 4 rating of 8,000 or some bloody thing. Whereas right now you're relying on guys wearing trench coats with pads of paper in the stands looking at everything.
0: I don't think you can wholly rely on that. I think it has... it has a place to it to play in that kind of decision but i don't think i think it just adds a little bit of color honestly i think a lot of these uh you know a a lot of it is in character with these guys a lot of them have the ability to put up those numbers well
1: but it's like the it's like the tools you made a daily face off right it Mm -hmm. doesn't distill the entire it doesn't tell you what to do Fan, daily or, or it's not daily phase I'm sorry, daily fancy cafe, the one down in California. It doesn't tell you how to play daily fantasy sports, but it sifts through all the yep. player data, all yep. the weather data, all the every time this guy faces a guy like yep. that, this sort of shit happens, and it like condenses the amount of decisions. That it's you a can tool make. for yeah. sure. It's
0: a tool to be used. Yeah. Um. And you take some weight in it, but I don't think it's it's it has it, you know the full weighting to make the, the the to drive the decision. It adds to the you know the decision-making.
1: I think that there's people right now at Boston Dynamics, that company that built the back-flipping robot dog, Mm. that think a lot like you about AI running sports. They go, it'll help, but it'll never take over. And then one day, the back-flipping dog shows up at your office knocking, and you're
2: fucked. Well, I was going to say, at the end of Ex Machina, I felt like I wanted to make love to the robot, which is essentially what you're saying. I always called it Ex Machina. What are you
1: two Uh, weirdos even talking about? Oh,
0: no. She's a hot bot. What is this? She's a hot robot. Oh,
1: a movie? Yeah. A song? Movie called-
2: is it an intestinal parasite? It's a
1: weird movie, but like, oh, that robot is a babe.
2: It's a weird movie. About- Who's in this
1: movie? Is it Brad Pitt? I only watch Moneyball. It's like no-name people, no names, I think. No-names, yeah.
2: But it's about AI and teaching a robot whether it can interact like a human is essentially what the movie is about. And by yeah. the end of the movie, you're like, all right, this I've robot's kind of hot.
1: Have you ever seen the video of the Chinese guy with the VR <laughs> goggles on banging the torso? <laughs> that is a glimpse of the future of life, my friends. <laughs> oh, no.
2: It's going to be weird when you start to see that shit, like in uh, self-driving cars and stuff. Oh, <laughs> the shit. weird things that people are going to get into.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm. Fuck.
2: Somebody had a tweet the other day. That it's one of those ones that circles all the Instagram meme accounts or whatever. It's like, it's the weirdest day when you have self-driving cars is when someone dies on the way to their destination. So that if you order a pizza and your automatic car pulls up to your house, but the delivery driver is dead inside. That's going to be a weird day. I agree. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Dead on arrival. Mm-hmm. Take a break. We'll be back. Real Life Podcast brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. Alberta is where you find hard-working hands. Where prairie-grown rye meets mountain spring water. Where we pull dragons from the ground. And we choose Rig Hand Distillery. Vodka, whiskey, gin, and more. Rig Hand is made from Alberta-grown ingredients, locally distilled and distributed. It's a bottle of Alberta ask for award-winning rig hand in your liquor store and visit righanddistillery.com We're back. Real life podcasts. Where do we go? Well, we didn't go anywhere but the listener went to Commercial Land. Ah. Gentle listener. The pause for the cause. Yeah, pause for the cause. Remember okay. when I said that the backwards way in front of Yukon? Mm-hmm. That was so silly. Cause for the pause? Mm-hmm. I'm still scared to look at my phone. I don't know what he's texted me about. But anyways, we got to have structure. And we got to talk about the best and the worst of the week. And this is very important. So I will lead off. The best of the week. I liked seeing photos of Connor and Mrs. Connor in Amsterdam. He'd have a very different time in Amsterdam than we have when we go to Amsterdam on account of drinking the pink and doing upside-down sit-ups and sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber, which I assume he does. But I wonder if Connor goes to Amsterdam and part of him just wants to let loose and lock his old lady in a spa and go wild. Are you
2: talking about Red Light District Wild or Red Light Green Light, my friend, like Hell the yeah. game Red Light Green Light? Right?
0: I would say unequiv- unequivocally. unequivocably. Yeah. Wow, that was a tough one, Jay. Um, one thousand percent. Yeah. Oh, geez, he's still young. I know he's a robot, and wants you know he has to... a Putin card. I know... <laughs> you know he's, he does. <laughs> this is called the Ice District yeah. credit card. He's no, got no a... it's actual Putin. <laughs> he's Putin got got like t- and one for you because <laughs> yeah, 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 you qualified for a Putin card yeah. because the Trudeau card doesn't uh, give you anything. But no, it's a bunch healthcare. of tin
1: bits. Um, so he wants to wig out when he goes
0: there. Oh, of course, he's still, he's still a kid with energy and wants to you know, go and adventure, for sure.
1: Because you don't have to do drugs or frequent a prostitute to go to Amsterdam and have a really interesting time. <laughs> oh, it's no. a very beautiful city. Oh. There's the Heineken Brewery. Oh. However, if you want to have a really, really interesting time, you go to those areas. Just, so if people haven't people been to watch. Amsterdam, prostitution is legal. And it's very above board, and it's not what you think. And when I went there, I thought it was going to be like Vegas and like scantily clad women on corners doing whatever. No, it's like very respectable, and it's got regular STD checks, and the police are always there. And you walk down these little tiny cobblestone streets, and there's ladies behind red, like outlined neon doors. Yeah, And these are ladies of the night. They are not there to give you tax advice. They are there to... Perform the oldest profession on earth, which is having sex in exchange for money, which we never did, but we walked past like very scared Canadians, and I wouldn't even look a lady in the eye. I was scared out when they would lock on. So what they do is they stand there, and they're like sexy looking at you, and like there's sections of the different red light districts for what you're into, when for me, it was just walking around being scared, and if they like you, they will look at you, if they really like you, they'll jiggle the door. And when the lady jiggled the door at me, I ran screaming in the other direction because I don't have the (laughs) nuts for this type of thing. But I wonder, Connor walking down the the little tiny cobblestone with the missus and they're looking at everything, and then the lady jiggles
2: the door, Ah, says Connor. And it would be really interesting too because they would have no concept of who Connor McDavid is. Oh and no. He would no. just be a regular twenty yep. something cruising down the road.
1: And this is why I think it's so good the Nuges in Europe yeah. and Connors in Amsterdam and shit. It just gives them a break. Exactly. They can be down. normal. Yeah. And
2: as long as you're not wearing a four
1: hundred thousand dollar Rolex and like a Connor McDavid jersey, if you're Connor McDavid, you're free. Yeah. If I was an NHL player and I was constant, like I played in Edmonton, and I was constantly getting sweated by people, and I was stressed out about it. I would make a point in the off season of going to a country where no one gives a shit and chilling. Connor can walk down the street. I bet you no. Connor doesn't get hit up more than once. He's opera. going
0: for bike rides with his misses, yeah. taking photos like a tourist, yeah. and like yeah, no, he's, he gets a little snippet of uh, you know a normal life. Yeah, we've so all
2: traveled a lot. So I was thinking, like on the practical side, how many bags do they have? Connor, yeah, Connor. Oh, I like misses. to think
1: Connor doesn't wear a pair of pants twice. I like to think he throws them out the window of wherever he's at <laughs> and has a new
2: pair. Oh yeah, he's getting
0: opened. sent new clothes all over the place from his sponsors, without a doubt. Yeah, got seventeen thousand pairs of Yeezys, real, real ones. ones.
2: Did you ever hear back, by the way? No, a callback as I they think call that this. Make sure
0: Yeezys real. I think they're legit. It was the best deal on the internet, and I wish all of you could have partake. I don't know what that means again. What's oh, the pointing I think finger just down? Went swish.
2: Oh, oh, no, oh
0: well, we're a little we're still not even done we're not best of the week. Wait minute here. we oh, talking geez. about Connor potentially. Producer looking Dan up. is trying yeah. to meddle with us. He's, he's implementing structure, which yeah, we, I good. respect I and respect is it. heavily required. I respect it. But now he's taking it a step too far. Yeah. And he's doing it all whilst wearing a Golden Knights hat. Yeah, it's just Much really to your insane. chagrin. Ugh, and I was more on that later.
1: Bag yeah. milk, best of the week? Well,
2: wow, this is easy. How could we not mention it? There, I open my Instagram, I look at my phone, as I tend to do, and I'm scrolling through the nation's feed, seeing mm-hmm. what the boy's been posting. Of course. And there lies a set of abs. Gold oh, medal-winning abs? That I hadn't seen before. And I'm wondering to myself, oh, I didn't know Oscar Clark. <gasps> that's Adam Larson's abs. <gasps> and they are comparable. No! To the to- eight-pack oh. from heaven?
0: Yeah, no. It is incredible. Adam Larson is jacked. He's on the all-abs team. Oh, yeah, like this, this. further supports my theory why we can trade Clefbaum because these abs <laughs> are better abs, and there are abs. So the best to... three
1: abs in the league are Clefbaum, mm. Larson, Bufflin. Whoa, whoa. Penner, <laughs> and then if, the if, guy who if, was that, the that backup goal. singular, not yeah. abs plural. He's got a one pack. that's highly defined. So you got you got to put you got to put Larson above Clefbaum now after that
0: photo. But not above mind. Dustin
1: Penner. Well, no
0: one. He's the, he's yeah, the... yeah.
1: Exactly.
2: They were like three hundred abs. Like from the movie 300. Yeah, just yeah, they big. just made you feel inadequate. In
0: vascular arm, like veins going from shoulder to arm. I know I this really, was
2: my best of the week, but it sounds like it's Jay's best of the week as well. Yeah, he loves.
0: Well, yeah. wasn't I the one who uh posted the photo that you guys picked up on?
2: It's really, it really is incredible. Thank
0: you. I want to shout out Ufe for DMing me that photo as soon as soon as I got it. Oh, taken. really? Oh, yeah, yeah. So. He knows we like abs. Oh, well, anything Oilers and new has got something like, inside. I'm mildly embarrassed he sends it to us. that a big reporter in Sweden who has stayed in the basement of the house knows that Uh-oh. we love Oilers. Oh, I immediately responded with just the, uh, the hard eyes emoji <laughs> and like 300 of them. And then we uh, quickly took the action and the, uh, the Oilers fans online began salivating. I always
2: love when people get rattled when we post that kind of stuff. Like the, like the fun boys that are just way too into it. And they're like, whoa, you guys posting this shit all the time. I'm like, hell yeah, son. If you got abs like that, I wouldn't even wear a shirt. Oh, exactly. Why? I would just wear sleeves, no shirt. What are you hiding? <laughs> what are you hiding, mister? You're
1: going to want it. But what are you, you hiding behind it. them sleeves? Exactly. Mm. Let's
0: see. Well, that post got 3,100 likes, which is well above average yeah. on Instagram. So I think uh, we're not alone in no. the sense of uh, we all agree. That This is some hot shit.
2: Anywhere you go, you got a spot to do your laundry.
0: Ah. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my boxer briefs and his uh, abs, sure.
2: What was the name of the Atlanta Thrashers goalie that
1: had Carmen on his mask that was woefully out of shape at all times?
0: Oh, uh, Yuri letnin Kari Letten, was it him? letnin always fought. Well, uh, what was uh, Yerky
2: Hermey? <laughs> think you're thinking of uh, Teddy Peckman. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. I'm thinking of the goalie that had the Cartman thing on his mask. And it was, everybody always laughed because he was walking around the dressing room with a towel on. Everybody joked he looked like a trainer. Well, who didn't deliver a 25-inch...
0: We, we, uh, we have a friend who played for the Stars, and he said Lettinen was the worst body in the league. Uh, and did,
1: was it him? did he play for it? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. they traded for him. Yeah, yeah. Worst
1: body in the league. Yeah. That's got to be a, something to hang your hat on as you cash your million-dollar athlete checks.
2: See, I'd like to see that as an award, though. I think oh, an award for the people worst body in the league I'd be into that I'd vote on that you'd vote
1: yeah sure
0: I'd feel bad to be an NHLer and be the worst body in the
1: league it's amazing to look at old video of Babe Ruth and like John John Daly and these guys and know that like these guys David Wells like smoking on the way to the plate like oh yeah what do you need man incredible amazing that was where men were men you know men were men yeah. You could shave with an axe. That's right. And murder a guy for looking at you <laughs> sideways.
2: No fucking tapeworms anywhere. None. Uh, Dark. Yeah.
1: best of the week. Best of
0: you? the week. I'm gonna go the cute route, and I'm going to say my best of the week is welcoming little Milan Lucic Jr. into the Aww. world.
1: Is his name Milan Lucic Jr.? Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. Unbelievable. Kid had his Dukes up in the picture. Oh yeah, he's oh, ready to go. Photo. He's I ready didn't to see
0: go. A name reveal. No kidding. So. Well, he I'm posted Luchy that Luchy. last week, and I think that's a nice little thing. He shared that with uh, with everyone, which is nice.
1: I hope Luch can bounce back next year. I was talking to somebody recently who knows somebody who works with one of Luchich's agents, and they had to contact Luchich regularly this season to make sure he wasn't eating glass or trying to retire or something like that because he cares, and he was taking it very, very poorly. And a guy like that who was a big rage guy – getting negative dwelling thoughts in his head, you will crumble. I hope he takes Milan Lucic Jr. to the beach, says to him, son, do you know how more years I have on my contract in Edmonton? To have like a DJ Khaled Asad moment where he tells him he's got him, and then he flies back up here and kicks the shit out of the NHL next year.
2: You know what? After having a tough year, I think the DJ Khaled Assad like if he did that approach, that'd make everybody love him again, which in the summer. Oh,
1: easily. But that's what's funny. Milan Lucic doesn't care if people like him. He's just pissed if they don't.
2: Like See, you don't was, do anything
1: to make them like him. Yeah. Like, I don't know, clapper and punch the Flames goalie in the head. You do that every game, they're putting a statue for you in Churchill Square.
2: 100%. I had a tweet blow up last week where Dustin Bufflin essentially grabbed two Golden Knights out of a pile and was holding one in each hand. And I said, look, if Lucic did even half of that, grabbed one guy out of a pile, everybody would love him. Those so two guys, do- when,
1: when when he pulled him off the pile... Looked very well-behaved, hey? Absolutely. Neither of them. How come they didn't look at each other and nod and knock them out?
0: Like that photo is ingrained in the hockey history books forever.
1: We should make that into a hockey fight shirt.
0: Oh, yes. That would be a great
2: shirt.
1: That's a
0: very good idea. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll get on it. That's called On Air
1: Idea. I think
0: That's again. right. That's the creative process. On air.
1: Nobody wrote it down, though, gentle listener. So if you don't see that shirt, don't worry about it. Oh, no, he's writing it down. So
0: now. I'm writing hockey fight shirts, and then I'll forget what that means. <laughs> Leafs GM
1: Young, question mark? Yeah, Kyle, my boy, <laughs> Kyle, question mark? Clef bombs, abs, exclamation? Should we move to uh, Worst of the Week? Worst of the Week. Best can't have up without having down, boys. Worst of the Week. Bag milk?
2: You know what? My Worst of the Week actually goes off of your best of the week, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. some of the people that were looking at Connor's photo of him and the missus in, you know, in Europe doing their thing, mm-hmm. as they should. Of course. Um, telling him to like get back to training and shit. Mm.
1: Get back to training to a back-to-back Art Ross winning 21-year-old who just, on his own merit, decided to go play for Team Canada.
2: I just... It annoys me when people think that these guys are just like should have no lives of their own. Mm-hmm. Connor's in Europe; he's having a good time with the misses, a romantic getaway. They're probably having nice breakfast. <gasps>
1: what if there's a Connor McDavid Junior. to come no, be no, no, friends no. with Milan Lucic Junior. All right, Connor, I'm gonna I'm Connor gonna, pump the brakes. Connor, I'm gonna talk bro. to you directly right now. I assume he's listening. Continue.
2: You need to pump the brakes on that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We either need to get a s- <laughs> we need to get a snip here right away. Oh. Potentially one that's reversible for a later date. Maybe You're suggesting he fully castrate himself? Absolutely.
1: Wow, like a eunuch. You want Connor McDavid. Yes. So you're mad people want him to train in the off-season, but your course of action is remove your entire genital set.
2: He is not ready for little Connors yet. He's got uh, work to do. In so- the Civil War, he would be old. <laughs> yeah, he would.
1: You would have a kid by 16. <laughs> I would be you dead You would have right a right grandchild now. at 32. You would be dead by 40, and you were happy to die because your teeth had rotted out 20 years earlier.
2: Connor, free some boys. Or girls. Freeze a couple of batches is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Save them for later.
1: I've got three batches in an ice cube tray at (laughs) Wanye Manor that I'm fairly certain could be revitalized if the need were to arise.
2: If you need a freezer, I've got space. You need a special
1: freezer, hey? You need like a deep cryogenic freezer to freeze baby glue. You can't just put it in the freezer like I thought in a bag marked Mm. later. And then later
0: make an (laughs) old-fashioned cocktail because you didn't know that there was an ice tray full of, can I say it, cum cubes?
2: Mm. Mm. Mmm, cloudy. Ooh, Ooh, these are mm, t- Tart. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my worst of the week. Yeah. The haters of Connor McDavid.
1: Yeah. You know what? Connor, you are doing everything you can do. You have delivered en masse. And next year, when your first $12.5 million paycheck arrives, I applaud you for getting that. Oh, that's oh. a good
2: day. That's going to be a good He's
0: day. He's going to make like $2 bucks a month right, going into the new season. Because they only get paid during the regular yeah. season, right? yeah. 2 million well, gross, bucks. A right? month. So he'll net twenty five. Oh, I know, but it doesn't no, no, matter. But still. Yeah.
2: Oh, A big chunk of that, Amazing. too, is a signing bonus. So he gets, on July 1st, he gets a huge check. Like what? Oh. Like schmills. Like five, six plus. Really? His salary is quite low, but his salary bonus, it's uh, it's kind of like lockout proof, Connor's contract.
0: Oh, lockout proof. That's the term. I was telling people it was bio proof. Uh, made another mistake.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things that even if there's. That's there my is a, worst of the week. <laughs> even if there is a lockout connor still gets like 10 sheets or something and
1: like that. well deserved there will never be a moment of connor mcdavid's career that he does not deserve to be the highest paid player in the league can we agree on this i still think he
2: should have gotten the max that he was
1: allowed stupid kyle can go there with his excel spreadsheets in toronto and figure out all the shit he wants with his 11 echl teams he will never trump connor mcdavid
2: i also assume he owns part of the stantec building that's going up or something you know what i mean yeah, I would assume. Connor? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we could talk about that one day.
1: Worst of the week? Uh,
0: My worst of the week is how the hell does Team Canada, who has Connor McDavid and Ryan Eugene Hopkins and a bunch of other amazing Canadian Eberle, athletes, Paul, Barzell, Barzell.
1: Daryl, It just shows you that if the Oilers hadn't made all those terrible trades, they wouldn't be beating Switzerland in a head-to-head. How do they not
0: medal? And how is
1: Switzerland now a powerhouse in world
0: championship ice hockey?
2: I mean, a goaltending was a huge problem for Canada. Switzerland, they...
0: Curtis McElhaney is is one of your tenders?
2: Yeah, he let in three goals on 17 shots against the Swiss. Like, I mean, what are you going to do? Poor Connor. It sucks that, like, there were some really good Canadian goalies that did not go. Yeah, But what are you going to do? It's the world, right? It's
1: the world, man. That's the world. My worst of the week, well, I also had written down, how does Team Canada not medal this year? But then I realized that while you were saying it pre-show, I just wrote it down. Ah. I would say that the worst of the week would just be the fact that, you know, Connor wants to end his summer on a high note. He told us that. He didn't get that high note. I hope that he walks down Spank Alley in the red light district of Amsterdam and sees all these weird people with paddles, giggles, has Mrs. Connor take them to a nice restaurant, and then they have uh, FIBO, which oh. is delicious. It is the best, it. the best burger chain in Amsterdam where you just walk into these little 300-square-foot stores, and it's all microwave doors where you put money in. What? And you can eat a cheeseburger and be out on your way in <gasps> three shakes of a kroner, which is Amsterdam for a minute. It's, it's like a video game. It's like a food
0: video game. You just go, you put your... Your, your euros into the change machine, you get all these coins, and you just plug them into all these slots, and food shoots out the other end, and it is
1: unbelievable. The first time we saw FIBO, we sat down and had a very long conversation about what should we do, Oodle Noodle or FIBO?
0: Yeah. I think we picked the right
1: one. Oh, no, 100%. There's still a time in our
0: life for FIBO. We will do a FIBO version in Canada, for well, sure. I'll tell you
1: what we'll do. When we want to do FIBO, I'll move to Amsterdam. Yeah. I'll stay there for six months. Yeah, You'll call me and go, how's the FIBO thing going? Do you have a deal done? I'll say, who is this? <laughs> I don't remember anything, but I've been eating a lot of those ice cream or the, the, the cones of fries too. That's oh, what I want Connor crap. to have.
0: For God's sakes, Connor, go enjoy a Heineken. Yeah. It's the best Heineken you'll ever have. It's fresh. It's fresh right oh, from the a source. Fresh Heineken, Massive good. Oh, paper so cones
1: good. of delicious French fries with, with liters of mayonnaise,
0: mayonnaise on and it. ketchup. Uh, they lose Fibo, me on the Bayouf. or Fabo as they like to call it.
2: Fucking Dutch people. Ride what a bike,
1: you? which you've done. That's good. Works yeah. off the fries so you can have more fries. Connor doesn't need to work off anything. He probably gets up and does fourteen hundred crunches before. Well, he Mrs. Works with, does he work out with Gary Roberts?
2: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah.
1: Gary's like Gary like puts like a chip
0: in them and monitors like their daily intake. It'd be like funny he's...
1: though to be Connor and talk to Gary from Amsterdam and just be like, <laughs> "I'm doing nothing you suggest, <laughs> Like, <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be back. Real life podcast. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Java Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at JAPA Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, JAPA Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada, give us a call or visit us at JapaMachinery.com. JAPA Machinery Group, join the family. What else do we want to talk about, boys? Yukon? I'm saying
2: that. I apologize.
0: Well, I think we need to talk about some bets. That have been made.
2: There have been bets. Bets. There have been
0: bets between staff members, podcast members. Uh, I'll start with my bet. Just to kind of set the tone, set the stage. Mm -hmm. We all know Dan is wearing a Vegas Golden Knights hat, and it drives me crazy because I think that Vegas Golden Knights are a bunch of fake news bums.
1: Mm -hmm. In the Stanley Cup final for let history note. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I'm starting to believe that
2: they might actually have a chance. He's starting
1: to believe in the Golden Knights after they had a 100-point season and are now in the Stanley Cup Finals. They're
2: parading the cup down the strip. They're like, you know what? They might have one. You have a lot of
1: courage. They're 12-3 and three in the playoffs. It's fucking
0: insane. Um, so the start of the Winnipeg series. They've only lost three games. The They've lost three games. They swept, went to six games with San Jose, and then went five games with Winnipeg.
2: No airport for Winnipeg.
0: Airport is still landlocked.
1: You know we're not going to make any money off the pint Winnipeg this summer because the whole city is going to be hung over. Yeah, it was reliance. Yeah, exactly. They all went uh, hard. Well, whatever. We had One our more. we had our run. Yeah, we had
0: our run. It was good. I'm good sure times. they had a ton. Yeah, I wish I was there to partake, but whatever. Whatever. We're so Dan to- and I bet on uh, the se- the Winnipeg uh, Vegas series, because I thought this is where the train stops. The fake news Golden Knights train stops in Winnipeg. Because there's no airport to land in Winnipeg. They had to take the train. It stops and ends in Winnipeg. Hitler took a train to get out of... Never mind.
2: I also feel like it's important for this bet to mention that it was placed on game one. Yes. When Winnipeg... Right before game one. ...absolutely ran the show.
0: Ran the show, which to me was like, there it is. They finally played a real team. It's done. So Dan and I made a bet, and... It's more fun to do bets where, you know, someone's got to do something that's a little bit more embarrassing or something uh, instead of just betting, you know, 20 bucks on it because 20 bucks is 20 bucks. So Dan and I bet that the loser has to make the winner uh, lunch in the Little Brick Kitchen.
2: Ooh. Yeah, I'm looking for it. It's good for a, a few reasons.
0: If
1: you're listening from the health board, yes, they will have been properly scrubbed in advance and exactly. will have their hair. My hair hands tied will back. be washed many times. Of
0: course, of course. Um, <laughs> tapeworm will be going in as one of the ingredients and uh we'll just leave it there. But uh um, So you're gonna make Dan lunch. So I gotta make Dan lunch in the, yeah, so he's gonna tell it, it has to be, I think, on menu, or whatever they've got ingredients with. So we'll work it out.
1: And oh, you're gonna try and make like
0: I've got yeah, I've gotta make it. Oh, so it's good for two good. reasons. Dan gets a good little brick lunch nice. at and I get to be embarrassed a little bit. I think it's good content. Yeah. Uh. So, anyways, fast forward to today. Vegas wins a series, loses game one, proceeds to win the next four, uh. And now I need to put on an apron, and
1: uh, when do you deliver? Make some
0: shit. Well, I guess that's something we should arrange as a team. Mm-hmm. This week's kind of running away from us, so maybe uh, next week. Um. And in the afternoon, when it's not busy at Little Brick, I'll uh, I'll make something nice off the menu. So, it's going
2: to be really nice, I think. Well, let that be a lesson to you. Don't
1: bet on things.
2: No, you got it. You got to bet with your heart. Nope. Now, a little backing up. Are we a chef or no?
1: I am a
0: good bachelor chef. So, like, you give me, like, I love bachelor recipes. So, like, well, like taking a can of beans and putting it with a can of tuna and then putting it in the microwave and then putting Frank's red hot sauce. <laughs> Sounds a gourmet silly. treat. Sounds silly. <laughs> But it's actually not that bad for you. And to me, I really like it. Or like those two-minute Uncle Ben minute rices. You know, you, there's, you could cook a chicken, breast. You make that thing with Once again, pasta, Frank's red hot sauce. That
1: pasta thing you do every blue moon where all of a sudden there's 10 million jars of pasta. Yeah,
0: I can make a good pasta. But once yeah. again, that's with Paul, Paul Newman. Paul Newman's spaghetti sauce, pasta sauce is the key. Paul Newman is the king of sauce. You try his salsa. You try his salad dressings. You try the
1: pasta sauce. He donated all that money to charity. All the, the profits go to charity.
0: You know, this is all post-mortem. Like, he lives on. Yeah. Forever as a Forever. sauce king. And I will always be an advocate for his sauces. They are the best. So, they're, they're, you know, it's, it's more Paul than it is me. I just assemble all these pre-made shit together and then spice it up my, uh, with Franks always. You should make Dan the bean thing. It's not that bad. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Little beans, little tuna. Do you like, do you like beans? Oh, okay, well, fuck, I've already lost you. Hey, <laughs> do you like beans? I love beans. Okay, do you like tuna? Always. Okay, do you like hot sauce? Give it to me. So why can't all three can be mixed together in a in a in a, a Rubbermaid Tupperware and
1: thrown in the microwave for two minutes? Well, no, everything should go together. I love gum and shortbread cookies, but I know that they wouldn't go well together.
0: Well, that one, that snack. one would be. But I, I, I love peanut butter, and I will literally put peanut butter on anything, mm. and it's good.
2: I love also the bachelor kind of meals as well. I tweeted out a little while ago. I was getting people to send me their just kind of bachelory kind of meals. It's the best. Oh, nope. The stuff that people do, like I always eat, I crunch up Mr. Noodle all the time. I just eat them raw. If I don't have any chips or anything, Grease, so man. good. I eat raw hot dogs all the time. Oh, I Grease. see that. I love it. So when you get an intestinal parasite, too. 25 inches 25, long. Yeah, yeah.
0: Noopsy Brown, our uh, Australian counterpart there, he... Does an amazing job turning itchy ban into ramen, and it's very easy because you just make the itchy ban, chuck the egg in there, you know, b- cut up a little celery and stuff. It's yeah. unbelievable.
2: Yeah. See, just it's way forward. Move. So yeah. Dan will be getting a little taste of this. So I'll be feeding chicken.
0: Dan some little brick cuisine uh, made with uh, you know a lot of love and TLC and just dis- fucking despair for the <laughs> Golden Knights. Um, but made uh, with despair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good on you for believing you you know
1: through and through fan
0: fuck anyway so that's what's happening but
1: this is just kind of set the tone of shame on you you shouldn't bet on stuff because it'll just never work out for you
0: I'm getting called out for bets meanwhile I'm sitting in front of two people who made a bet on the podcast some time ago now about not watching playoff hockey period
1: well, there was a caveat. If we were in a public place, like a
0: restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. So, like, that's why we couldn't set traps. So, deep down, behind all the scenes of this, I was on Team Bag Milk. I wanted to trap Wanye. um... In this, because I think it's quite hilarious that he has to eat beets, and he was so certain that uh, Bagmilk would have
1: to eat Palm Door or whatever the hell. It this was is called. why I have to send people free sumo jerky and get them a Putin card. I have no real friends; oh. <laughs> everyone's against me. So, well, Wanya- congratulations. So, Wanya.
0: So, I have the. Uh, I'm obviously watching Vegas, Winnipeg, desperately cheering for Winnipeg, and uh, Wanya comes in the house and just starts talking to me, and so I'm sitting in the living room watching TV, watching the game, yeah. and Wanya just walks into the room. And we're still having a conversation. He's sitting down talking to me. The game is on, but we're still talking. And then all of a sudden silence hits.
1: I wasn't at this point bag milk. Yeah. I wasn't watching the he game. He didn't even
0: know he didn't even, he didn't even know the game was on. But you brought David Perron into it. Well, no, you brought David Perron into it. So wow. we went so we we were having a conversation. Nothing to do with hockey, nothing. He's not even paying attention to the TV. Then a bunch of silence breaks out and I start watching the game. And next thing you know, one he starts commenting about how like what the hell, David Perron's still relevant and and, and talking about? Uh, Look at his white gloves. Yeah, like like and, and just asking me questions about him, and I'm like, wait a minute, for you to have to even be involved in, in to have this conversation would have to mean you've watched the game, and this was like for at least ten minutes, and then he made that comment, so I had to call him out immediately, mm-hmm. let Bagmelth know immediately mm-hmm. that Wanye has broken the sanctity and that mm-hmm. beats are in his future. And uh, here we are today. Wanye's been busted. Busted. Bag milk is going to deliver a can of beets. If and I think next episode, Wanye's going to eat.
1: Should periscope
2: beets? these motherfuckers? You got it. You got it. A nice, delicious can of Elmer's beets. There is. Uh, uh, Elmer, that's the worst brand of beet. I can assure you, sir, that is the best one that I've tried. 14 fluid ounces of beets are in your future, my friend.
1: We have a can of beets here in the podcast, and that looks, that's looks got to be like an extra large can, surely. That
2: was just the standard... That's the family pack from Costco, isn't beet-cast it? Beet cast can.
1: Here
0: are some fun facts about the Elmered Slice Beets. They're the choice grade. Of course. Uh, As in, for, Wanya, you don't have a choice. You have to eat these. Per serving, uh, which is half a cup. I don't know how many cups are in a can, but oh. drained. You're going to absorb 25 calories... I can live with that. 190 milligrams of sodium. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Five grams of carbs. Only one that. of which is fiber.
1: Okay, 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 okay.
0: Three grams of sugar. Oh, flavor. And, uh, and uh, 0.6 grams of protein. Well,
1: picture of health. I picture A picture of health. Yeah. Had you had a 25-inch intestinal parasite in your lower abdomen all season. Which I might. Would it have been easier <laughs> to eat the beets? or would the parasite have left via stage door
2: because it didn't want to eat the beets. Yeah, the parasite's now eating the beets. Feed me. I'll do it, man. Let me look at this thing
1: here. Just remember choice grade, man. Choice grade. Procto view is treating you right. I can stand
2: behind that. I didn't really realize how much sodium was in them considering I've eaten 38 cans. Well, I
0: think there needs to be just kind of put a little life in there to at least have some kind of enjoyment. Although, what am I chirping beets? I love beets. Pickled beets is like a guilty pleasure But here's mine. the thing. A
2: lot of people told me that over the year. And I can understand why people like... Actually, no, I don't understand why people like beets. But generally, you wouldn't eat a full can of them. You'd have a couple of beets here as like an aside, maybe a little as an accoutrement to a meal. <laughs> an mm. I think...
0: And, and, and you're 100% right. It's maybe a uh,
2: garnish on a burger of some yeah,
1: kind. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Man, this looks like they've cross-sectioned an elephant's dick. I don't yeah. want to
2: eat this. It is bull testicles, oh. sliced horizontally. So when you
1: eat these stupid
2: things, you cook them? Oh, hell no. You just crank them open and eat them? Crank them, drain them, pound them back. One time I made the mistake of, on the can, I believe there's ins- cooking instructions, yes, there which is. basically just says heat them up in the microwave. Heat them up and stir them once,
0: according yes, to Yes, mix yeah. them with tuna and Frankfurt hot sauce Great. and get a good batch. Great
2: cooking instructions. So I did that once. My house stunk like beets for two days. I do not recommend the cooking instructions.
1: Now, can I go to the real chefs of Little Brick, a division of Wanya Enterprises, and say, my little culinary heroes make this into something edible, for I don't enjoy beets.
2: It would be interesting to see what they come or up with. Or do I
1: have to just eat it the OG way you did?
2: I think the OG way is more entertaining.
1: Okay. Yeah, I would agree. Is there I... any way I can do this and like, be good?
2: Like, what was the record for speed? Oh, I would stretch this out over like a 30-minute period. Oh, I know
1: how you rolled. I'm just saying, is there any way that I could beat cast and do something different? Just inhale them.
2: I think you just got a pound Oh, and that'd be... You know, I'd snort that. beat? Yeah. I don't like when kids used to crush up rockets and they're snort They're sliced.
0: Those. I don't think they're diced.
2: <laughs>
0: or minced.
1: <laughs> Let's do it next week. I'll do it. I don't care. I pay my bets. Yeah. Should okay. we do the lunch, too, at the same time? So Dan can eat a delicious J lunch? I I, I guess... This we don't all want to be dicking around in there though in like high season.
0: I could. Well, we'll do the podcast later in the afternoon. We're in the
1: kitchen. It's like a lunch rush. I'll make break. Dan
0: lunch. Dan can enjoy lunch while he's giving us the hand signals and implementing yeah. the the dance structure. That's gonna be of, really good. Podcast and yeah. chime in about how good the either breakfast sandwich or fresh pasta or beets. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm hope I'm begging to the to the culinary gods. Dan just wants a muffin. <laughs> yeah, just, a just nice a scone. scone. Yeah. If that's the case, I got you, buddy.
1: I would like to learn how to make a latte to the standards of Little Brick because they are the best lattes in the world, and as a hipster, I live on them.
0: Yeah, I would, and I really want, and this is something we've talked about, we really want to try and get the peanut, peanut butter, butter latte.
1: latte. Ooh. There's got to be a way to froth up peanut butter.
2: There has to it be. responds well to heat. It does. Mm. Now I'm thinking, I like this. Peanut yeah. butter latte? Yeah. That'd be delightful. We'll,
0: uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll task uh, the team here and see if they can do it. I'll bring the jar of peanut butter. That's what
1: you should do. You should barge into the kitchen during high season. Oh. Demand to use all of the equipment. <laughs> then while they're looking at you yeah. glaring, say, go make me a peanut butter exactly. latte. Ruin everything and make this for me. <laughs> I love peanut butter so
0: much, and it's well known with my friends. I was staying at a friend's house uh, this weekend. And my well, his wife, God love her. Like it was this little welcome basket with like a couple bottles of water, maybe a couple snacks. She had a full jar of peanut butter Mm. in the basket for me.
2: My favorite thing was we used to do team meetings at the Commodore, and you brought your own jar of peanut butter that they would keep for us at the Commodore. Yes, I kept your own jar.
0: Well, here's the thing. I love the Commodore. Yeah, right. Great place for breakfast. Cash only. Great value. Cat. Exactly. Exactly. Unbelievable. Like family that runs it. Um, but. Where we disagree on is they supply you with the sunspun peanut butter.
1: It's inferior. It's like eating all Almer's brand beet. Yeah, if it's not, <laughs> it's not all
0: Elmer's beet for sure. Uh, so I instead of you know asking them to change because they're running a business. Yes. Obviously, sunspun's cheaper than Kraft, but there is that's just sort like, of
1: a penny on the little ramekin over time adds yeah. up to a just new like, toaster.
0: Just like in hot sauce, there's only one true authority, and that's Frank's. When it comes to peanut butter, that's Kraft. And, uh, so yeah, brought my own jar and so whatever she didn't mind. She'd always bring it every time I sat down, she'd bring it always be at the table waiting for us, you know, delve into it, you know, then I got to have the breakfast I wanted to have. It's
1: like Scarface shit going into a restaurant and they have the special thing behind you for the counter. Yeah. That's good living. Peanut butter. We have a magnet on the toaster at Wanye Manor that says peanut butter is my boyfriend. And it said completely without irony, that's how we live like animals.